Welcome to Key to Success. This week, we continue part two of our interview with Sydney Massey, who is a chiropractor working in Whitehorse, Yukon. In this episode, she'll talk about what it's like being a chiropractor and give advice for those who want to become one. Enjoy. Can you please explain what your typical day is like? Like, when do you start and end work? And then how many appointments do you have? And how long is your lunch? So I start around 9 a.m. and I finish around 5.30. I work Monday to Friday typically, and then I do a few Saturday mornings per month because there's some people who come in from the smaller communities and they would like to come get care, but they can't come until the weekend. Hmm. So I do do a few Saturday mornings for them. Um, I see around 12 to 15 patients a day. Our appointments are usually half an hour in length. Uh, We don't do the, the quick, short um, high volume type practice. We like to spend the time with people and really, um, really address their problems. So I have a mix of new patients and returning patients throughout the day. Um, lunchtime, I usually schedule an hour for myself just to give myself a break because it is pretty physically demanding. Mm. Um, I do find that I'm like sweating throughout the day and I have to work out to like keep up with it. Mm. Um, but a lot of the time, you know, I'm talking to people, I'm doing exams, I'm doing a lot of paperwork. Um, and then I usually have an extra few hours of paperwork to get done uh, every week. So it's not just like when I'm at the clinic I'm working, I also work a lot when I'm at home as well. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you work Saturdays, is that like, are you on salary or is that just like you get paid extra overtime for that? So I do a split percentage. So the more I work, the more money I get. Mm. Um, so working extra Saturdays, it's like, I get the bonus of I make more money, but I also can, you know, help, help more people. Um, but, uh, yeah, so with me, I'm, it's, it's pretty flexible. Like I can choose my schedule. Um, I can choose how many hours I want to work, how many people I want to see. Um, the only thing that like my boss likes to know is if I'm going to go on vacation or take time off, we don't want to all take off time at the same time. We want always there to be at least two chiropractors around to help with the overflow of patients. So it's actually really great um, uh, because technically I'm my own business. I'm a sole proprietor and I'm just renting out like space. So um, I'm my own business, which is really great. And I just get to work in a clinic that has a really good reputation. Mm. So it's, uh, it's, I get a lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility, which is really awesome for work-life balance. So I really like the way that it's going right now. And a lot of tax deductible things, right? (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's awesome. Great for you. I know. I'm learning a lot about uh, what I can, can and can't write off. And it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Having your own business. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's, what's a tough day like as a chiropractor? Um, so a tough day would probably be a day where there's like a lot of emotional stress. Hmm. So a thing about pain that a lot of people don't know is that it's a really difficult thing to like talk about. It comes out at you know, different times and different experiences. And it can get like very personal. So sometimes I feel like at the end of like a hard day like that, I I bring these feelings home with me and it kind of bothers me into the night and things like that. So it's really hard to separate yourself from work when you're, you know, dealing with people with all these complex issues and chronic pain, um, because it's like very emotionally taxing. So that's probably a really tough day for me is when I have, it's very heavy in terms of a emotions and attitudes towards pain. So is that something they prepare you for in chiropractic college? Um, I don't think they prepared us enough for it, but they did give us a lot of like practice situations where we have to deal with really tough situations. And 
and talking to patients when it's really uncomfortable. So they do give us like exposure to, but it's practice and the real thing are really different. Hmm. And um, I think like depending on your personality and how you deal with things like that, it's uh, it's different for like practitioner. Hmm. Okay. And what, what's the best day like as a chiropractor? Do you have a, maybe a story that was like this awesome thing where you're just so happy you were a chiropractor? Oh, uh, okay. It sounds kind of cheesy, but when I do something and like people get immediate relief. So a lot of the time this happens with like, if you have like a stuck rib in your back and it's hard to breathe hmm. and it's really bothering you, you're in a lot of pain. And then I give them like a really good adjustment and they taking this big deep breath and like sigh of relief and they're like oh my gosh I can breathe now like thank you so much Aww. so it's just like it's just like when people appreciate appreciate me it makes me feel really nice and it makes me feel like I'm, I, what I'm doing is important so it's uh it's pretty nice it's pretty rewarding like helping people like with your hands and, and getting such great results so hmm. I, I really enjoy it it makes me like feel really happy about my choices so oh. Yeah, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but yeah, making people feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, can we can we touch on like how much how much of the job is like physical? Because you're you're on your feet most of the time, and you're you're using your body to push. And like, can you do you mm-hmm. describe that to our audience to explain like how much of a physical job it really is? Yeah. So for me, it's I'm not going to say it's easier, but I am five nine. And I'm like pretty muscular, like I'm a, I'm a a large woman. So it does make it a little bit easier for me to maneuver bigger people around. Um, And I still get pretty exhausted and pretty out of breath sometimes. Hmm. But uh, when you have like, like when I'm doing some sort of like, let's say releasing a muscle, like a manual release, I have to carry someone's whole leg, bring it back through multiple movement and then I use my other hand to press really hard into that muscle to get the right tension Mm. and so there's a lot of strain on your hands and your fingers and your wrists for one because you're doing a lot of repetitive motions where you put a lot of force through those parts of your body Mm. and then there's other techniques like when we're doing adjustments of the low back for example I have to use my whole body to do that I have to use my leg I have to get up on the side of their hip I have to use my shoulder have to use gravity like a lot of the time, um, a lot of the time we can use like, you know, um, like levers to our advantage and things like that. But with certain body types, it's hard to, so using a lot of your own physical strength. Hmm. Um, hopefully that helps answer it a bit, but it's, uh, it's just a lot, a lot of movement. So probably like 25 minutes of my 35 of my 30 minute appointment, I'm moving around. Wow. So is there a minimum height and strength requirement to be a chiropractor? There's not a minimum one because I actually have some friends who are like four foot nine and they're doing great. Um, But they are like pretty fit people. Like one is a, like an ex gymnast and like the other one just like does Olympic lifting. So Hmm. you do have to like be pretty fit. Like you have to exercise often, but if you are small, you can do it. Like you have to just use the right levers and use the right parts of your body, like use your legs. Uh, instead of just your arms and use your whole body weight and sometimes we're literally jumping on people like my <laughs> whole body weight goes onto people to get the adjustment and uh, I know it sounds weird and and it feels kind of weird but it works so <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so because it's so physical is there like what age do you chiropractors usually retire at um I know chiropractors who are like 75 years old still working so it's uh. like I think it's really 
dependent on you. I know there's a lot of disability in the profession. Like um, we do pay a lot of money for disability insurance because we can get injured pretty easily from like repetitive strain and things like that. Yeah. But um, it also depends on your like technique style. So, you know, maybe as you get older, you're a little more hands off and you do more of like guiding people and um, use tools and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the, the style that you're working in and, and what your longevity is going to be like. Hmm. Now, mm -hmm. why, why wouldn't you just use the tools from the beginning? Um, I prefer to do manual adjustments. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like I get better results from it. And then if sometimes like someone's too stiff for it or if it's, it's just not going to work that day, I use like some tools. Hmm. Um, and then I actually use acupuncture a lot. So I do a lot of uh, chiropractic type work with acupuncture because I find that very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it's not always super physical. I just have to like put all the needles in and, and then leave them for a little while and come back to them a look. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I find like over the year of practice, I've been learning like different techniques and different styles, like from my colleagues and like from um, taking courses and things like that. And I've been kind of changing my practice style. So it's not always the same, but mm -hmm. I do like to manually do a lot of stuff. Like I like to really work on those muscles. I really like to get the adjustment. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, some people don't like adjustments, so I don't do that. I just work on their muscles. I give them some exercises to do and they do acupuncture, things like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, sometimes certain tools I don't want to use as much like our clinic, we don't really use those um, kind of uh, popular tools, such as like ultrasound and laser therapy. There's not a lot of good evidence in um, in the research about their effectiveness on a lot of different conditions. So we kind of just don't bother with that stuff. We don't want to waste our time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we like to do things that have more effect on um, the patient. Okay. All right. Okay. So speaking of patients, some interesting questions. What do you do when somebody has bad body odor and they come in for a chiropractic adjustment? <laughs> okay, so actually I've been asked this a lot. Um, <laughs> I actually just ignore it. I, I ignore it. Um, I treat a lot of trades people, um, treat a lot of older people, and sometimes they just can't help it. Like it's, it's just how they smell. So the mask really helps that we all wear masks. <laughs> and uh, um, sometimes I have a fan or have a window open to get some airflow in there. And then I also have a lot of scented like lotions that smell like menthol. So I use those sometimes. Uh. Um, and then we also have like extra clothes that like patients can wear. So if they come in like in their work clothes, I like give them a pair of shorts and a t-shirt and, uh, and it makes it a little bit better. Uh, um, but most of the time I just ignore it. Cause you know, it's just part of life. Like sometimes you smell, sometimes you don't. Just, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't have anything to do with like how you're going to get treated or how you're going to get treated by me. So yeah. it's just something I have to just, uh, get used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of smell, has anybody ever farted while you're giving them an adjustment? <laughs> And what did you um, do? This is so common. It happens so much, actually. Um, <laughs> so I usually just say, like, don't worry about it. It happens all the time. Make <laughs> your body making noise. Like, I just want to make them feel as comfortable as they can. And um, some patients do tell me in advance, they're like, hey, I'm, hey doc, I'm going to be, like, really gassy today. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about it. If it happens, it happens. Like, if you need to excuse yourself, go to the bathroom. Like, do what you got to do. Uh, um, but it, it just happens. And then you just have a little giggle about it. And, you just, and I just say, that's fine. Don't worry about it. It happens all the time. And it usually makes them feel better. 
Oh, so what, what's, uh, what should patients do to prepare before they go see a chiropractor? Like what should they wear? Should they shower? Is there something that you should do to be the ideal patient? To be an ideal patient, um, definitely wear loose clothing. Or if I'm working on something like your knee or your shoulder, like wear a tank top or wear shorts. Um, to like, you don't have to shower, but if you shower, it's like it'll be more comfortable for most of us. Um, but uh, um, usually, just come with an, with an open mind and come with questions because I do like to help answer questions and help people understand what's going on. So yes, just bring loose clothing um, and bring yourself, and that's about it. Nice. <laughs> so do you see yourself working in Whitehorse till retirement? Um, I could see myself like working until retirement. I really love my job. Um, I'm like super happy here and it was a really nice change moving from Toronto. Like obviously I do miss my family and friends and um I am open to like other opportunities as well, but right now it's it's been really great for me. So I don't really see myself moving anytime soon. Hmm. So like if the, uh, if the Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs needed like a chiropractor and that job was offered <laughs> to you, would you take it? Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind taking in the leave to go do something really cool like that. Because I actually, one of my colleagues, she went away for three years to be a chiropractor on a Chinese Olympic team. Oh, wow. And then now she's back in town. So, you know, like my boss is really open to, you know, us deciding what we want to do. And, and she's, she's very supportive. So um, I don't mind you know, taking a small leave of absence to pursue something. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Like. that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You'd have the choice. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So some final advice, what advice do you have for somebody looking to get into kinesiology exercise science major? Um, I would say try taking exercise science in high school and then you can get a little bit of what kind of some of the information is about. Um, also look at the course descriptions at the universities you want to apply to. Like a lot of people don't do that, but I like to do that because it might show you something that you're interested in or something that you absolutely don't want to learn about. Um, and then the other thing is try volunteering and shadowing different professions. So if you're interested in kin and exercise science, go shadow like a personal trainer, shadow a coach, shadow an occupational therapist, shadow a chiropractor, like go and learn about what these people do. And um, you'll understand more about why you're learning these topics and, and if it's interested to you, interesting to you. Awesome. And what advice do you have for somebody trying to become a chiropractor? I would say go talk to some chiropractors and go like hang around their clinic and see what, what a typical day is like. It's uh, it's actually really interesting and really cool seeing the patient doctor interaction and what they do for people. So that's what I, that's what I did for my own personal experience. I like saw a chiropractor, he treated me, I shadowed him, I shadowed other chiropractors and it uh, really gets, helps you get a better idea of what you want and it can also give you a lot of good information for when you're going through the application process Hmm. does the application process require you getting references from chiropractors or people they don't they don't have to be chiropractors but i put my chiropractor and then i put one of my um professors Hmm. but uh, they do they do like it if you do know some chiropractors and you have experience with them so it is a good good idea to put on your application okay and what advice do you have for someone considering moving to Yukon? Um, advice. So I think the only thing that you need to know is that housing is really hard to come by in the Yukon right now. They're in a bit of a housing crisis. So it's mm. very, very expensive and there's not a lot of properties available. Um, it's like pretty much as bad as finding affordable housing in Toronto right now. 
Whoa. Can you so, give us an idea of pricing? Um, so like a duplex house is like six or $700,000. Wow. Yeah. And it's like a two or three bedroom, like really small and you don't really have like a big yard or anything. And then you have to pay for like heating, electricity and everything like that. And then for rent, um, like if you wanted like a bachelor apartment or part in the house, it's like $1,500 a month. Wow. Yeah. It's really insane right now. Like they don't have the proper infrastructure for how many people um, have moved here in the past year. That's so crazy. Very, very expensive. Yeah. It's really hard, um, really hard oh. to find housing, but the jobs are amazing. Like, um, one of my friends is a PSW and she made $17 an hour back in Ontario and here she makes 35. So oh. you pretty much get double what you make pretty much anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and they have really good social programming here. And, um, and of course, like I said, all the other appeals, like the outdoorsy stuff, the beautiful environment. Yeah. Um, so like everything is really good. It's just, you might not have somewhere to live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. I didn't know that part though. Well, that's uh, that's good yeah. to know. All right. Do you have any final words of advice for the students that are listening? Um, I would say don't be afraid of making some big changes and trying new things because you, you'll never know until you experience it for yourself. Cause pretty much my whole life I was just like, okay, I'm going to try it. And then I ended up liking it. And then it brought me to where I am now. So don't be afraid, put yourself out there and um, try everything. Awesome. Okay. Uh, full disclosure. I, I'm, I'm pretty pro chiropractor. I've seen chiropractors for a while. Like I started seeing them when I was like a student engineer, cause we had a free mm -hmm. one coming into our, our plant. And then uh, yeah. I saw one when I was in, like in the engineering school at Ryerson, they had a, a chiropractor in the campus who would see us. And apparently I, I had a problem with my back. I didn't even know. And he popped a rib back in. And uh, <laughs> one time I was like sleeping funny and my jaw was out of place and a chiropractor popped that back in. So um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I believe in the work that chiropractors <laughs> do. And a lot of people are scared of it, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But like, they, I think they see a lot of stuff on like TikTok and YouTube. Like, what do, what do you think about those celebrity chiropractors? Like what what are they doing? Are they doing regular work or is that something like above and beyond just for show? Uh, I personally don't like that kind of stuff um, because it's all they're doing is just showing them like cracking different joints and not like sometimes the patients don't necessarily need that type of adjustment. They're kind of just doing it for show. Mm. And it kind of gives us mis like a misconception about what we do because it's not about just the adjustment. Like some people, like I said, I don't do an adjustment. I do a lot of other different things and our care is very personalized to like what your problem is. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't, they don't do a lot about saying like, you know what, like you have a repetitive strain injury. And if you change the way you do this and that you can help take off the load of those forces going through that tissue. And this is how you can feel better. They like, don't really say that kind of stuff. They just say like, Oh, your T2 is out of place. Let me put it back in. <laughs> crack 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 and then all these reaction videos they don't really show like what we actually do because mm. we're not just like back crackers right? yeah uh that's not like we're most famous for that because we have the most experience and we have the most training in that type of technique yeah um versus other professions because some other professions can do adjustments too like physiotherapists can take an extra course and they can do some 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 manipulation to your spine mm. um and uh, like in other countries, like barbers adjust your neck and stuff like that. But I'm just saying like this kind of social media thing of showing off like these weird, like kind of shocking 
um, treatments is like, I'm not going to, I don't want to say it's bad for the profession, but it doesn't really showcase like all the other good things that we do for people. Right. I see it it perpetuates Mm -hmm. the stereotype that chiropractors only do adjustments on the spine. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. It's just one of the tools in our toolbox. It's not the the end all be all type Hmm. thing. Okay. Oh, actually, one side thing now, because uh, I teach computer science, we have to we have to talk about like back health and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see a lot of issues in people with like, I guess, repetitive strain injuries with using a computer or like looking down at their cell phones too much um, with like text neck or like things like that? Are you starting to see that, or is is that just a myth? Um, I'm gonna say like probably 60% of my patient base are office workers and students Mm. and they all have pretty much the same areas of stiffness and tightness and things that bother them. Mm. And I was actually looking up some, um, some papers and things about posture. So there's no such thing as a good posture. So, you know, how everyone's like, Oh, you have to have your, you know, shoulders down your back, your chest forward, like head up. Um, Sitting in that type of position for six hours and sitting with your back slouched for six hours is going to do the same kind of thing to you. Hmm. Our bodies love to move. They love motion. I always say motion is lotion. Hmm. Um, every time you move a joint through a certain range of motion, you get you get lubrication, you get um, nutrients, you get blood flow, and it really helps your joints and your muscles. So what I usually tell my patients is you want to set a timer for 45 minutes to an hour, and you want to change your position as often as you can. So the sit to stand desks are awesome. If you don't have that, you just want to roll your shoulders back, just stand up, walk around the room, um, you know, release that tension you're feeling in your jaw, like just give yourself some, some movement and break up that long period of sitting. Hmm. And that's the, probably the best thing you can do. But I do see that people holding these same postures all day long is definitely giving them a lot of chronic pain. Hmm. Interesting. So that means some people who are using a standing desk would have the same issues as everybody else if they don't move around, right? If you're just standing. If you're just standing, like I have people who for work, they stand all day, like working in a factory and stuff, like they have problems too. It's it's just holding that same posture and stressing out your, you know, your body parts, just doing that same thing over and over again. Hmm. That's going to cause you some problems. So you want to move. You want to uh, make sure you're exercising in the evening after work as well um, mm. and getting your body like those, those good, you know, nutrients and things to the joints right. through movement. And that's one of the best things you can do. Okay. So what about like, like looking down at your cell phone or using like a computer and things like that? Like, is this, are the problems that people are having with their necks? new because i would think like reading a book would be the same problem as reading a cell phone but for some reason people think cell phones are causing problems with backs and necks yeah i think it's just because like people are so addicted to cell phones and like you always like wherever you go if you're on the ttc if you're at a like a waiting room or anywhere someone's just on their phone looking down so i think it's just more like apparent that people are in these postures Hmm. so they're like relating it to like oh now everyone's having this neck pain because of this but like like you said, like if you're a reader and all you do is read and your head's in that position all the time, like you're going to have the same pain as someone who's looking down at their phone all the time. Right. Now, should yeah. somebody, should somebody see a chiropractor, even if they don't notice something wrong with them? 
Uh, some people like to come in and just get checked out. And if they also have like goals and things they want to reach, like some people like to work towards different training goals or they want to just like see, um, you know, if there's anything they can do in their life to like make, you know, be- become healthier and things like that. So people can come in if they're not, you know, necessarily experiencing pain. Mm-hmm. Um, they can come in for like kind of like a checkup and we can work on, you know, certain areas of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd say I have a few, like I have a small percentage of people who do that, who come in like, you know, every six weeks to eight weeks and they just get, get a checkup done. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have like a lot of people who bring in like their babies for like wellness checks. So mm-hmm. we do like, re- we check the reflexes and see how they're like moving their heads and like things like that. So there's not necessarily a problem. Some people just like to, you know, they kind of just like having a professional take a look at it and, and let them know that they're doing okay. Okay. So if, if a teenager thought they'd like to go in for a checkup, just like they would to see a doctor, what is involved in the checkup? So um, I usually do range of motion. So I look and see how far they can like bend and twist and do certain functional activities. Mm-hmm. I also do a lot of palpation. So I like feel how their dif- different joints are moving, how their muscles are responding. I check their muscle strength and things like that. And then if I find anything that, you know, could use a little bit of work, like if maybe some of their upper back and between the shoulder blades are like pretty tight and it's not necessarily painful, I'll, I'll just work on that a little bit, loosen them up. And then you give them some advice and some exercises to like, uh, you know, stay moving and stay healthy. Hmm. And that's the end of my interview with Sydney Massey. My grad next week was one of Ontario's top track athletes who went to Western for an athletic scholarship. And he graduated as a computer engineer and currently works for RBC. See you then.